This is WUAG, Greensboro. Alrighty, this is WAG 103, one o'clock on the dot here on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. It is not morning anymore. Uh, my name is Shayla Glenn, your host of Hot Sexy Fly, the hottest, sexiest, and flyest artists in North Carolina. We are here on the last leg, on the last show with our artist. Palumio Gunro. Palumio. Palumio? Palumio Gunro. That's uh, first name Palumi, last name Ogunro. Okay, so I can call you Palumi? Yes. Okay, yes. Just making sure. All right, Palumi. Um, I always love whispering this in the mic because it's so deep. Who are you? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a designer. Um, I, I'm a student at UNCG, but I'm also a obviously freelance designer. I, I run my own like brand sort of thing. And I also am a like freelance seamster, which means I'll sew for another brand. Oh, wow. So you've like, you've collaborated with other brands. Uh, yeah, like a, a few, like maybe like two or three. <laughs> two or three. That is impressive. That is still very impressive. Um, are you a student here at UNCG? I am. I am, yeah. Uh, what are you currently studying? I'm studying apparel design, so like exactly this. <laughs> Literally exactly. So it it all kind of translates into your work. Exactly. Yeah. Everything I'm learning right now is really cool because I like feel myself progressing as I go through the major. It's really cool. Okay. What are some of the classes you're taking that have sort of fed into your work? Um, personally, I think the biggest thing that's feeding in right now is like the sketching class. Mm -hmm. Um pattern wise um like making the clothes i've kind of already gotten down like around quarantine i really made a point to learn that stuff sort of on my own time so that's really i don't really need a ton of help as far as that's concerned but sketching i've always been kind of a weak drawer mm. and it helps me sort of process my ideas way quicker than i used to be able to so that's really helping okay that does sound fun yeah it's Honestly, it's not that fun. <laughs> I'm so bad at it, but I mean, it's it's cool to like learn how to do stuff. You know? No, I feel you. I feel you. Um, okay, how did you start designing clothes? Uh, it's kind of a long story. Uh, I'll try to keep it as short as possible. But uh, when I was in high school, I had like really bad style, <laughs> and I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and all of my like classmates used to make fun of me. So one day, I was like, all right. I'm allocating at least $100 just to clothes, so I went, I got a pair of like black jeans, they're really skinny, really bad look, um, got a couple shirts, I think I got a pair of shoes or something, very random picks, um, and then I went to school, and I remember the exact outfit I wore, I wore a v-neck, a white v-neck, which was like white, um, then those really skinny jeans, my mom's denim jacket that was two sizes too small, and a pair of like gel light threes and i went to school and the first thing someone said was like they made fun of my pants so after that i like hid away but then people started coming in they were like saying oh where'd you get this from where you get that from mm -hmm. and when i think about it now i'm not sure if they really liked the clothes i was i like was wearing or if they were just like being encouraging but then i realized like oh wearing clothes this is a way to connect with people because I was really shy back then. I was like, okay, let me connect with people this way. Yeah, absolutely. So um, after that, I, I went from just like wearing the clothes to like, oh, let me see if I can like sort of edit my clothes. I had like an old band tee that I bleached and I put it up online and people really liked that. And they were like, oh, where can I get this? And I was like, oh, this is really interesting. So I learned how to screen print. Um, I learned like 
how to manufacture things overseas and then it sort of just ran into now where i'm making my own clothes from scratch did you make a depop or something because you're saying you're sell you sold them uh i had like a very small clothing brand like a couple of years ago it was i didn't really know what i was doing um business wise which is cool because i had that experience um there were really cool opportunities that came from it i actually made like a lot of the friends i have now mm -hmm. um and they're located all over the area like la new york um colorado i met because of like the brand i made but what was the name uh it had like three different names we went through three different stages i think the first name was petrify okay um i don't know why um the second name was pacus i think that has something to do with the um like that some sort of cathedral in um, Stockholm, and a I think the last name was Unbet Noir. Unbet uh, Noir. Yeah, which I think means like the Black Beast or something. Mm -hmm. um, very abstract names. Didn't really know what I was doing, but um, we ended with Unbet Noir. And um, do you speak French? Is que tu parles? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> or, Never mind. <laughs> no, uh, my sister does, but uh, okay. Wow. I do not. Um, fun fact. Um, actually, I think my family. That's where my my parents um like fell in love was uh Paris. Um, and my sister was born in um France, but me. Yeah. Where are they from? Nigeria. Okay. Yeah, Nigeria. Wow. I mean, well, were you? in nigeria no no i'm the first i'm the first ogunro um, to be born in the u.s I was okay born in still a flex yeah exactly. yeah <laughs> that's really good um how has uh your family background played a part in fashion designing um really so my background obviously is nigerian but like i said um we spent a lot of time in france um we spent a little bit of time in boston but most of the time was spent in like charlotte um so i have more of like my family is from at least more of what I know is from like Nigeria but mm -hmm. a bigger chunk than most people would think is like France um, just due to like how significant that time was in my parents life so really as far as like how I think a lot of the time I like to tell like Nigerian stories that resonate with me like my parents are very proud of their heritage we have mm -hmm. a little Nigerian community in Charlotte um, we host Thanksgivings for like almost a hundred Nigerians um, across Charlotte, North Carolina, which is like really cool. So I've gotten to know my culture in a way that I'm really appreciative, but mm -hmm. I've also gotten to learn not only like Western culture, but also like European culture, not only due to my time here, but like my parents' time in France. Mm -hmm. So everything sort of just coincides this really interesting story I get to tell as like a first generation Nigerian, but also like an American and coming into myself in these two very different cultures. I mean, but still, those are two cultures that have a very big emphasis on clothing. Exactly. And yeah. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't, it's Nigerian, right? If I were to describe clothing, Nigerian clothing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the Nigerian clothing, isn't it very colorful? It's, and like, all these beautiful fabrics and everything? Yeah, it's it's, it's really colorful. Uh, actually, most of that stuff, like most of the prints, it's really interesting. They were made out of wax, and um, some of them are made in Nigeria. We actually have a few shops of, very close by like probably like a stone's throw away from the studio right now that um sell nigerian clothing and it's all wax like imported from ireland and stuff which mm. is really cool but um yeah i really i'm a big fan of all the patterns that they use i don't use them a ton but um 
it definitely influences the way that I think about uh, making clothes. Okay. Um, going forward into like patterns and everything, what is the technical process of you creating clothes? So really it first starts with like an idea. Um, so like, let's say I have an idea. I'm just gonna look around the studio. Um, I see a, a, a monkey, okay, yeah. Let's say I wanna make a shirt. Where's the monkey? Like right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, let's say I want to make a shirt that sort of has like this, or a jacket that has this fur pattern, and um, maybe like it has a yoke that's the color of the monkey skin, not the fur. Um, what I would do is that I'd sketch that out, and then I would make more or less like a sloper, which is like your basic, you know, top, bottom, and I'd alter it to how I'd want it to fit as like a jacket. Mm -hmm. And then I'd find all the hardware, um, make the pattern. Uh, from measurements, cut it out, sew it, do the finishings, and that's sort of how like the technical process of it goes. It's very like uninteresting, but it's it's. I mean, but you're getting to work with your hands though, which is so nice. Exactly, it's it's very like the aspect of making clothes that I think is the most interesting is just like the process. Like I think falling in love with the process is like what makes making clothes so interesting for me because I I feel like. Personally, you have to like love doing it rather than like love seeing what you've done. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. No, that does make a lot of sense. Um, so, a certain material you're specifically drawn to is it? Does it have anything to do with the background? Um, honestly, I'm really big fan of like origins and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, just a little bit of like history for anyone. Um, Greensboro's like a big denim house. Um, like that's where a lot of denim was born, made, all that sort of stuff. Um, we have, I don't know if you've heard of Cone Denim. I do not. Yeah. I know there's a Levi's store. Yeah, okay, you know yes. there's a Levi's store. That actually yeah. coincides because Levi's uh, had this sort of initiative, Levi's Made in America, because you know most things are outsourced, but they had this right. Made in America line, and they were getting all their fabric directly from Cone Denim, which is in Greensboro, North Carolina. But when Trump's administration came through, Wilbur Ross nixed that operation. Cone Denim shut down, and everything went to overseas. So, personally, I'm really big fan of origins and, like, knowing where my fabric comes from. Mm -hmm. So, I'd say due to the fact that Greensboro has a ton of denim and I try to source everything fairly locally, I'm really, I'm really drawn towards denim. Yeah. Maybe we should turn one mic off just because we're getting some traffic. Hello. 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 Um, you know what? We're going to keep it on. Let's let's hear the Greensboro traffic. Um, going back to what you were talking to, uh, do you aim for a specific style or niche when you're designing or presenting your clothes? No, I actually, I think the biggest thing that may like set me apart, I hate saying set me apart just due to the fact, I don't know, I don't really like ego and stuff, but um, one thing that I But you're do, talented. Yeah, but I mean, anyone can make clothes. I personally... No, I, that is not true. No. That is absolutely not true. I, I don't even know how to sew. But that's the thing you can <laughs> learn. It's really like, um, do you know who Vince Staples is? Yeah, of course. You know who Vince Staples yes, is? Yes, yeah. One, um, there was one interview he said, and he was like, I don't really get why rappers have like this big ego, because at the end of the day, like all you have to do is have something to say to be a rapper. And in my opinion, like, it, that's the same thing with any sort of creative field you know you can honestly if you have something you want to show you can like be a designer in my opinion I just don't think that 
Like have you, a rebuttal. Really? Yes, especially, but I cannot say anything about the uh, designing industry, but for the rapper, like anyone, yes, can be a rapper, but to be a talented rapper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Kendrick Lamar is not just, you know, writing down some spark notes. Yeah. And just going on the mic, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. There's got to be a truth between, I think, I think talent is good. I personally think hard work and like just working on technical skills. Mm -hmm. I think you can find a way to be a great designer without necessarily being talented if you know the technical aspect of it and you mm -hmm. have like ideas. But I think there's definitely truth to like, you're not gonna be Kendrick Lamar, you know? Oh, I mean, absolutely. You're, you're not gonna be Kendrick Lamar if you're not talented, unfortunately, but you can be like, J. Cole, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Starting beef on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to J. Cole. Um, but I think, oh, so I start with basically just an idea. Um, I And then what I do is I usually pattern. And knowing, my ideas usually start off very vague, and then I go big while I'm patterning. I think like, oh, I want to add this, I want to add that. Then I sort of shrink down a little bit while I pattern. I'm like, how reasonable is this? Does this make sense for the materials that I have? Does this make sense for the amount of fabric that I have? Mm -hmm. Does this make sense for the story I'm trying to tell? You know, and recently I've been trying to string together stories, not just piece by piece, you know, actual stories. So I start small, I go big, then I go a little bit smart, smaller in the process, and then that's how I sort of get my ideas. So by the time I've cut out all of my fabric, I have the idea, which is stupid. You should have it before you even start cutting, but you know. I mean, it's your process. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to be right back with Palumi here on WG103. Here, a quick word from the Princeton Review. University of North Carolina, Greensboro Row, has begun its Michael Jordan on, as the school was named to the Princeton Review's 387 Best Colleges. It's quite the notable distinction for UNCG, as only 14% of the institutions in the nation are named to the list. Our beautiful campus and wonderfully diverse and inclusive student body were among the chief reasons for UNCG's placement on the list. And now it is time to go for 24. It's been Braden with the News and Sports Update. Thanks for listening and keep tuning in to WAG 103.1 for news, sports, and music. Here in the studio, WG103-1215 with designer Palumi. Um, Palumi, I would describe from an outside perspective of your designs as very, and we were talking a little bit off the mic about this, um, minimalist, military, slightly punk, but you usually stray towards very earthy or neutral colors. Uh, yeah, I think that that's a, I think that's a decent uh, description of what I've presented um, so far. Uh, personally, with the collection that I'm providing soon. Uh, I want to stray a little bit away from minimalism. Mm -hmm. um, personally, I see this as my, almost like a 
debut album or like more more mixtape or something but my first like real body of work uh, and i really want to display like a lot of differing sorts of materials and ideas and things that people haven't really seen day to day but i'd say that at least with my work coming up and what i plan on doing um it's a little brighter it's a little bit more complex as far as patterns go um mm-hmm. but we are still trying to keep if something's complex we try to keep everything reined in at least a little bit so if it's a complex pattern it's going to be a pretty muted color if it's not a super complex pattern it's going to be pretty bright um and i try to keep things uh fairly abstract i guess that's mm-hmm. my um feature but for right now yeah definitely a lot of inspiration from the military especially the air force um and a lot of inspiration from traditional nigerian garments done in a more americana way so there's a like a if you want to emphasize something for example you said a a lack pattern yeah you're going to tone down everything yeah exactly um really my biggest I'm, i'm a big fan of tension visual tension um any sort of tension that people feel like tension in a room uh just interesting to like feel energy in mm-hmm. a sense and like what that energy does not only to like people but just spaces so really in my clothes i'm trying to i guess imbue a feeling of some sort of tension mm-hmm. um like instead of for one of my things i'll just reveal it here but um instead of using like a zipper i use like a panel of snaps not just like snapping up the like the neckline but a panel of snaps from one side of the jacket to the other to where the jacket isn't fully closed but it's also like very closed in a way hmm. it's just trying to find some sort of visual and textile tension mm-hmm. i think is really cool no yeah. that is super cool um and so you just you just performed or i guess you didn't perform but you had just had a show at the the cars yeah show? i had a, a show at the cars department um i had two pieces and actually i well not two pieces two looks but I actually had three looks so three looks um and it was one of the looks was an like a really old look it was inspired by this eve tumor um music video uh just like a whatever jacket you could zip it off make it a vest it was really cool but um the two pieces one was a sort of horn spencer jacket which is like a traditional not the horn part but the spencer jacket's a very traditional like british garment and just sort of like a long dress and the other was sort of like this abstracted peplum Mm -hmm. and um those two pieces were sort of to look at like european like just the idea of europeans occupying colonial nigeria back in like the 50s and just my idea of what that sort of idea looks like today and sort of creating this menswear look that almost looks sort of omnipresent um or omnipotent and sort of comparing the two ideas of the woman with the very horn jacket to sort of like the traditional, you know, wasp white woman. Oh, um, gosh. And then, yeah, exactly. That's actually kind of brilliant. I, I, that. I appreciate it. Yeah, the, the really b- big idea was the shoulders. Shoulder shapes are really big for designers. And I wanted to give an idea of not only like deception, but honestly like very bad omens Mm. um and this very small quaint jacket that sort of hides its bad omens behind this face of like fragility you know domesticity exactly and um whereas the 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 male who wore the jacket is more or less like a police military force Mm -hmm. who not only domineers over the woman but also protects her from people who look like me 
you know, so, or quote unquote protects. Um, it was a really interesting and fun process. Uh, the two models I worked with in my photographer were like amazing. I love them. But yeah. Cool. You're welcome to shout them out. I always try to have artists do that. Oh yeah. Uh, shout out to Alex. Um, I think it's Alex Freaks or Meeks. I forgot. Um, and then Chloe Stanley and then Rory Sullivan, my love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sweet. Um, so you were just talking about this specific show being something that you feel like is not your culture but affects your culture in a negative way yeah and then what is the meaning behind most of your designs because that's interesting that you chose something that uh a world that's separate from your own yeah um really right now um the meaning behind i guess my designs from now on have been more or less just focusing on I don't know. I, I think people talk about duality and say like things like duality, but I think that that's very... Buzzword? Well, yeah, it's 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 just sort of like, oh, duality. Like it's a very, <laughs> anyone can say something is duality, but I don't think that things are black or white. Like politics, for example, nothing's really like, I mean, personally, I'm not either or, I'm pretty left-leaning. Sorry if that's like bad for sponsors, but um, I, like nothing's binary personally, like nothing. So I like to look at things in between. So um, that's my biggest thing. Like I said, tension before anything that has to do with tension. Um, so really right now, what I'm trying to focus on is stories that I'm trying to find like a right to tell. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm focusing on the Nigerian Civil War and not only how it wasn't necessarily needed, how it was all influenced by colonial Britain. Um, not only them gathering the colonies, but also them trying to separate them, like separate them socially, but like keep them together politically due to the oil reserves that part of the colonies sat on. It was just like insane to look at all these tropes that come came out of the civil war. Like the idea of the starving um, African trope came from the, civil, the Nigerian civil war due to the fact that um, Great Britain uh, and parts of Nigeria shut off ports mm -hmm. to um biafra which was the seceding area of nigeria and since that fish was like the largest source of protein um in that time for nigeria it led to the deaths of over two million nigerian children which is where the pictures of the distended bellies and the very frail nigerian kids come from and that's where like the starving african trope came from just like all the backlash that came from these things so right now i think what i'm what I'm focusing on is the, I'm trying to work, I'm trying to figure out the word for it, um, aftermath. I think, right. I think really I'm trying to capture aftermath without like taking pictures of things, but making clothes. That makes sense. No, absolutely. I mean, that is your field. I've never, uh, imagined that fashion could take on such a, such a large role in like telling a story. Really? Yes. Um, I mean... I follow a lot of things, but uh, with Huis, uh, like, Subscribe to Vogue or whatever. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> um, no, not so much. Yeah. Not so much. The historical context and everything. Um, I'm going to want to segue into one of the things that I'm very jealous about uh -oh. for you. And almost every artist I've had that does physical work is you have the opportunity to show off your work in mm -hmm. a physical, tangible way. Yeah. So for you, 
it would be like a fashion show. What is the significance of a fashion show for you? Uh, can I be honest with you? Yeah, absolutely. I kind of hate fashion shows. <gasps> uh, I'm gonna walk out. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, personally, the reason why I don't like fashion shows, I think it's not really great for the small designer. Um, because fashion shows are in large part just due to like, you need buyers to show up. It's really just like an auction, in my opinion. Like, really? it's like, yeah, like fashion shows, there's sections of, I don't, if you pay attention um, to like certain designers, you'll tell like some parts of the fashion show are like the more creative pieces. And then there's like a succinct section where it's just like, these are our best sellers, but in a different color now. So you guys can buy this collection, but you don't know, pay attention to this, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's not the case for all fashion shows. I think fashion shows are great for students, I think group fashion shows are good with some sort of like separation to show each student's designs. But um, personally, I'm not really a huge fan of fashion shows just due to the fact that I think there are way better ways to showcase ideas. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the best way to showcase the ideas, you know, find a photographer, find, you know, makeup artists, find models that you like actually like and you actually have relationships with and actually want to work with, you know, rather than you know, throwing together this like walk where people see a look for like three seconds you know um take pictures you know but isn't that can't you do that in a fashion show where you work with people that you like and also like i mean just it's your world yeah. you know what i mean like being able i know that there's a there's a monetary thing involved with it but like being able to put on a fashion show that doesn't have to be three seconds yeah but that's the thing like and that's, that's the thing that I say to everyone, which I think is funny that you said it. It's like, it's my world. Mm -hmm. Like, that's one of the, and that's one of the things I love about design. Like, it's my world. Like, I don't have to make a fashion show for you. Like, I can do whatever I want with mm -hmm. it, which isn't bad. Like, fashion shows aren't bad. I'll go to a fashion show. Like, I think they're great. Um, I personally just think that there are way better ways to showcase ideas. And I don't think, I also think that fashion shows bring like this unnecessary air of like snooty mm, to them yeah. especially for like student designers like none of us are like rich you know I mean? like let's i don't know i'm a big i don't if it's but not that's so fun you can pretend to be snooty for a day like i, I love that i love being annoyingly obnoxious no i hate i hate any <laughs> sort of proximity to like extra extravagant wealth I don't like so hmm. I think that's a big reason why I don't like well, you're in good company either. oh well, I'm glad yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay so pivoting from that okay quick pivot though the fashion show thing yeah hasn't there been fashion shows of like models being like encased in glass there are some fashion shows uh I'm thinking first one I'm thinking of is uh probably McQueen um yeah McQueen mm -hmm. but um those are cool uh, I'm not like a huge, you don't know, I'm not gonna say that. McQueen's way better than I could ever be, so I'm never gonna say that. I'm not a huge fan of uh, what he did, but um, I don't know. I just don't really like, I think that those things are cool, but they're more like installations of my idea. Like, okay, I think more than that, a show. Yeah, I'd rather do an installation than like something like, oh, we're walking in this runway sort of environment. I, I personally just think like doing something a little more interesting is, just brings a little more air of like creativity to the whole process mm -hmm. of showcasing clothes. Okay, um, we're going to be right back and I'm gonna dive into the sustainable aspect of fashion, but for right now we're gonna hear from our sponsors at the Weatherspoon Art Museum. Be right back. 
The Weatherspoon Art Museum at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro is a university art museum that serves university, community, state, and national audiences by collecting, preserving, presenting, and interpreting the work of nationally recognized American artists from the turn of the 20th century onward. The museum seeks to provide a forum for art, artists, and audiences, which enhances the life of our university and community and brings national attention to the Weatherspoon Art Museum and the university. For more information, visit weatherspoon.uncg.edu. La misión de St. Jude es aumentar la sobrevida de pacientes que tienen cáncer pediátrico. Hoy en día estamos curando más del 80% de los pacientes y por eso continuar con donaciones es muy importante para que St. Jude siga pudiendo hacer descubrimientos que van a hacer un gran impacto en los pacientes y la familia, no solo en Estados Unidos, pero alrededor del mundo. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Para más información, visita stjude.org diagonal español. W-U-H-G, Greensboro, 103.1 FM. All right, we are back at WG 103, half an hour, uh, 1.30 on the clock. The clock is wrong over here. <laughs> um, okay, sustainable part of fashion. How, what does sustainability play a role in your art? Uh, look, we are, as people, we are visitors here, um, just like everyone else um, on this earth. Um, so personally, my thing is that I want to leave behind great things that can also leave, that can also be left behind in a sense. So I want to make clothes that not only can like biodegrade, but that you're not going to want to like, you know, throw away and you're going to want to keep around, you know. So I, my biggest thing is that no fluff. I hate fluff. And I think that, that that's something that people don't really think about sustainably. They're like, oh, like these fabrics are recycled. And it's like, yeah, but you're making a lot of stuff and a lot of the stuff doesn't need to be made. You know, we already have a lot of clothes. Yeah. You know, you should treat clothing making as an art. You should want to bring something new to the table. You know, you don't want to bring, you know, the same jacket, but with my logo on it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I try to, if I'm going to make something, if I'm going to go and use these resources, I need to make something 100% new. Um, and I need to make as little of a um, mess as possible. Um, as far as fabric choices, I like to go and get dead stocked fabric, you know, fabric that they're not going to make any more of. Mm. Um, obviously in the future, if I try to make my own brand, I'm going to need to form a different sort of situation with that, which is why uh, a lot of the fabric that I get now, like most of this collection, not only was it gotten from like here, um, like Greensboro, I got some stuff from Mood Fabrics in New York, uh, which is also a dead stocker, like a jobber. Mm -hmm. um, but I, all of my like nylons and stuff that I got, I got from South Korea, but all that stuff is certified. So I get, I make sure that everything I get uh, not only can biodegrade or have some sort of um, impact on the world that's lessened but I try to make sure that even as far as my trimmings you know I make something I, I gather something that makes sense for the earth mm -hmm. no I love that not just doing sustainability for what you know performative activism yeah. you're making sure that you're actually not only putting something uh, 
creatively out there that hasn't been recycled or whatever or new, but like making sure it means something on top of getting fabric. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, in the future, I want to, I think Reese Cooper, it's a clothing brand um, based in LA. They do this really cool thing where like they kind of teach people how to make like simple jackets and stuff. Um, they have like, little kits. And I want to do stuff like that. Like, I mean, you know, the, the world's not going to end. I disagree. It's it's looking like it, it may, you know. So honestly, before this, I was I was trying to learn about like compost and um like right before I came on, I was like looking up like how to grow your own uh, tomatoes and stuff. Just because it's like at some point we're gonna have to you know learn how to do these things for ourselves. At some point we're gonna have to learn how to grow yeah. a goddamn tomato. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Where this earth is gonna, or at least the way that capitalism is looking it's going to eat itself so um, yeah you better learn how to do something for yourself do you uh live off campus do you have a space like a garden uh no unfortunately uh at back home my parents do so but i'm trying to find some sort of way like even if i can just like do it in secret like in my like <laughs> small secret apartment complex oh you know what no he's not doing he's not have a garden secret he's a man of the law exactly um uh, what is the fashion industry like today? Um, and you can tie this back to sustainability or uh, not. <laughs> the fashion industry is interesting. Um, it's, as far as sustainability is concerned, uh, that's not anyone's idea uh, or like mind at all. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's funny because like H&M is trying to do a sustainable thing where like, it's like, we're using recyclable yarn. It's like, yeah, it's recyclable from all the crap that you guys made before. Like mm. you guys existing is not sustainable. And that's like, large part like most of fashion um most fashion houses get their money from like accessories and stuff like their bags um that's why it's also hard to i'll talk about that for a little bit though but um they get like most of their stuff from bags and that's a double-edged sword and it's bad in both ways i'll tell you why so those are going to be the items that are done the cheapest those going to be made with like the fabrics they're not bad fabrics but they're definitely not gathered sustainably or like ethically because they'd be more expensive you know it's all profit margins um and it's tough because when designers like team up with big brands like if a brand wants to go to prada or louis vuitton like mm -hmm. if you go to prada you have to make a shoe if you go to gucci you're gonna have to make like a bag if you go to louis vuitton you're gonna have to make like a ton of bags and the thing is like you look at these designers and they go to these big brands and they've like Raph Simmons went to Calvin Klein. He drummed up, I want to say like, like a billion. I know mm. some designers will drum up like 200 million, 300 million. And it's not enough for these big brands. It's not enough for, for Kieran. It's not enough for LVMH. And it's like these designers burn out and they quit fashion. And the fashion industry right now is tough. It's very rough, um, but it's also, is it hard to break in? It's hard to break in, but it's also easier to break in in a certain sense. And I, the best way I can describe that is that you can find a little community way quicker now due to like social media and stuff. But once you, once you get that little community, you're, you know, you're you're in competition with everyone else who has a little community, you know. And there are very little spaces. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who want chairs, so it's very rough very um i wouldn't even say cutthroat i don't even think i'm i've seen cutthroat yet but it's very rough you mm -hmm. have to be very strong to be able to do this where do you feel like that is the most because i know that you know i don't know how big the fashion industry is in greensboro i don't know that world but where do you feel like it's cutthroat the most 
um so really just like getting like a a job that's worth anything mm. um like personally if i'm being honest People i think that like <laughs> i think that i'm like probably the best technical like designer in greensboro i don't have like a yeah i mean just saying you know yeah. but i think that my concepts are great but it's also like you have to i go to school like here and it's not like terrible but it's also like it's not london you know london has schools like csm mm. and um that's like the harvard of fashion schools and there are people who still don't have jobs there you know but i mean if you get a job you get a really good job from csm it's just like you have to really i think just like getting a job it's sort of i had this guy give me this analogy it's like you're buried underground and it's a ton of rocks on top of you and the only way to get out of the underground is that you dig and you only have your hands so you're just clawing at these rocks moving them away and away and your fingers are bleeding it hurts you know you can't see the light and then for some reason you see this glint and you try to push more and more and more the glint gets larger and brighter and you think that you're about to bust on like out of the underground mm -hmm. and you open and it's just a room with even more rocks and that's what the fashion industry like he described that to me that's how he described it i think it's very accurate it's very hard to get a good job get a good internship but when you do you really just have to ride the momentum mm -hmm. it's very much uh an art of having just to be in love with it exactly like i you really have to love what you're doing um to be able to get like a job in fashion i think to get a job in like clothes making you can like kind of like it or you can know what to do but i think to get like a fashion job you really have to love what you do and like have to understand how to put yourself out mm. has it has the fashion industry improved or has it gotten worse over time um both i think both uh it's definitely i think there's certain things that are improving um i think that now that smaller designers are getting a chance to showcase things um it's way easier for the normal person to like showcase their ideas and like sell themselves mm -hmm. in a way that they don't have to like sell out for these companies but also like due to the fact that we have so many people coming in you know you just it's an oversaturated you know and you get a lot of brands that don't really have in my opinion don't deserve to be where they're at and you have a lot of brands who are those way brands more. i mean have you heard of philip line no like very like rich kid designer like i'm pretty sure like his parents were like loaded and his clothes nepotism yeah i mean like baby yeah. yeah and I, I i'm a pretty like positive person um i say this with all confidence his clothing sucks with my whole chest with my whole chest i will yeah. say that he makes awful clothing but yeah just brands that like i mean there's plenty brands. of that there's plenty of big huge designers when you really look you really look at it you're yeah. like this is kind of gnarly in yeah, a bad way yeah. like this is sort of gross yeah exactly yeah, yeah it's the whole industry is just very weird but it's it's starting to turn i think more people are getting eyes more people who are doing like really cool stuff are getting eyes it's mm. it's fun to see what is who is your favorite designer Ooh, i don't know okay okay you could say a couple we don't have okay. to stick to one we'll say a couple we'll say a couple uh so i'll say the designer like the best designer has to be uh martin margella uh mm. have you heard of him what what is he what brand maison margella no okay no. um well he's like insane just due to the fact that he brought like deconstructivism and 
changed what fashion looked like in Mm -hmm. the 80s and 90s like ushered in this new era of like the working class woman Mm -hmm. like instead of using designers uh instead of using models who were like you know cast like he just found like generally like pretty women like Mm -hmm. not necessarily like models but like very pretty women you know his clothing was made in mind for a certain walk and a certain shape um not necessarily a body shape but just like shape of mind you know Hmm. um he like his clothes are akin to sort of like the not really super wealthy woman who's who got invited out to like a cocktail party and is stringing together like an outfit sort of like doing this sort of diy thing but makes it look very classy very nice um he just brought in this air of simplicity but also like beauty Mm. like you know making having a fashion show at a playground and pushing the press to the back so that the kids from the playground can sit front row you know having the kids walk with the models um these kids are never gonna you know they're not rich kids they're never gonna touch luxury again and they're walking grabbing these dresses they have no idea how much they cost and it's a beautiful thing how much because you said it was for the uh, the working woman how are these still luxury prices there's still like luxury prices but Mm. the house what the house used to do and what they still do is that they provide like patterns and like how you can make these clothes like there's some jackets uh that you can make for like as much as like four dollars you know so it's i think he just like what he did as a designer um not only pushed the boundaries but also like his clothes laid the groundwork but even now they'd be groundbreaking Mm -hmm. like if he never released his clothes and then just started now people would still have their mind blown even though people are trying to copy him now Mm. um i'd say what every student designer should aspire to be like is mcqueen mcqueen was brash he was strong he his designs were so out there um alexander lee alexander yeah um and he got to a point in his career where he was so good i don't think he used rulers he just cut he cut he cut and he didn't measure because he knew that everything was going to come together mm-hmm. he was just so unbelievable ta- unbelievably talented and then the designer that got me into fashion is hussein uh Shalian, i think that's how you say his name um the museum had like a show like, not they had a video of one of his fashion shows just like his idea of furniture design imbued with clothing design he's just very emotional designer I'm, I'm a big fan of designers who tug at your heart heartstrings and make you ask yourself like what does luxury actually mean to you mm. have you heard of the designer because my favorite two favorite kind of designers are do you know skipperelli no oh skipperelli yes skipperelli yes, yes. she, um or she he i, I don't know which i'm one, not but sure either i just know the good, brand oh good, my yeah. god like every time i look at it i'm like this is insane yeah they just had a i think it was in in france in paris uh they just had i think their spring show anyway it was like gold and yeah. like black and constructing like uh i don't know like metals yeah. and all these different things and then uh Bacheva, do you know them uh no i don't Sheva is like a new york based it's really like it's modest but cool and it yeah. makes you think you think of like it's like a uh, a jewish woman a jewish she takes a lot of inspiration from like orthodox women mm. but makes it like like these fabrics that are so bright you yeah. know what i mean like which is super cool um yeah, those are some of the designers. Yeah, you should send me um the the second one that you said. I, I don't want to butcher the name. The Batsheva? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. 
this is a simple one before I say one of our sponsors for today. What is your favorite fashion era and what is the worst? Uh, my favorite fashion era is right now. Um, there's so many designers, so many designers, so many student designers doing very cool stuff that no one's paying attention to. Mm. I am a big hater of like being like, the past was like back in my day, all that sort of stuff. It's a very old and stupid way to think about things. Yeah. Um, designers are doing great stuff now. And my favorite part about this era is that I can look back at, at the uh, past eras and see inspiration through newer designers. It's just this era i personally think is the best because there's so quick of turnover for ideas for like the small designer instead of like having to go to a house and like negotiate um i just think it's great um as far as the worst era uh there's no real like terrible era i personally think um i think the worst era may have been um do you remember when like people were like wearing snapbacks and um, oh you're so you're talking about recently are you talking about like the 2010s yeah uh like like the, the Mumf- chain mustaches yeah the mumford and sons look uh yeah. whatever era of fashion that was like whatever 2012 and and uh god it was like hats and brightly colored shorts yeah. and stripes everyone who did that um sinners and are going to hell um, regardless of your beliefs. Everyone who did that, I'm just saying, your mom is ugly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can absolutely get red. <laughs> um, speaking of... Not ugly moms. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, consider goods. Um, this message is brought to you by WAG 103.1 FM. Reconsider Goods is a nonprofit that takes donated materials from manufacturers and individuals. Instead of letting these items and materials into landfills, They are put into the hands of artists, makers, teachers, and kids to create something new. Their locations include a retail store, workshop space, maker's lab, and community room for artists to meet and create. They help create a world where nothing is used once and thrown away, but instead reused again and again. To learn more about Reconsider Goods and check out their locations, check out www.reconsidergoods.org. Sorry, just to add on to that, uh, I I did get uh, one of the looks, I think, actually two two of the looks of the fabric came from Reconsidered. So um, actually three uh, part of the fabric came from Reconsidered. So shout out to them too. Shout out Reconsidered. Um, So Palumi, what role does fashion play in our everyday lives? Uh, For some people it doesn't really play that much of a role, which I think is interesting because it also like definitely does. Um, If it doesn't like for people, I I thought about this, there was this analysis for this Vet Moss show Mm. And um, Vetmont. Yeah, Vetmont. They just named it. Is it a brand? Yeah. They named it, their brand clothes. Clothing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, look, you're missing a lot. If any fashion head heard you say that, sacrilegious. I uh, know. Vetmont was like they ushered in like the oversized silhouette, like a ton of Kanye stuff. Oh, maybe for another okay. time. Right, but, right, um, right. But yeah, like they were just talking about how for some people, like business people who aren't really into like clothing, like they'll throw on like a ill-fitting suit just due to the fact that like clothing has rules and places that clothing makes sense for mm-hmm. you know so i think um i don't know the ins- i think fashion helps you connect with people i think it helps signify you as a look you know there's certain like mm-hmm. rebel organizations where you can like think of what they look like you know like what did counterculture people look like from Vietnam? You know, you can think of like the clothes that they can wear. You can see the flares, you know, you can see what their shirts look like. Um, what did 
punk rock kids look like you know mm -hmm. what do sexuality i believe what is it the i think back before like in the 50s or something they used there used to be a lot of bikers or people that wore leather and it was exactly. like a signifier exactly of being gay yeah yeah, yeah yeah um it's even that sort of stuff it's just interesting like clothing can send you warning signs like speaking of like bikers and stuff um i mean like khakis can't trust them <laughs> exactly yeah um, people with fedoras can't trust them but, um, <laughs> like they would uh some like racists would lace up their boots or neo-nazis would uh lace up their doc martens with uh red laces and that signified that they were um nazis um or neo-nazis and clothing's just really like an indicator i think is the best way um you can tell who a person's kind of gonna be like by what they have on mm -hmm. the black panther had a great outfit going on yeah, the beret the leather jackets no the berets was hard. Tough. <laughs> um who are your creative role models and how has this impacted you uh i don't know i don't really have like role models um you know my creative role model gotta be my dad um if anyone um uh, <laughs> yeah papa if you will <laughs> but um just i don't know um yeah, I don't really have like creative role models or people I look up to. I guess I have favorite designers, so all the people I mentioned before, but um, I don't know. I personally think looking towards people for some sort of like inspiration or like idea leads to lackluster creations that aren't really from yourself. So I try to not look up to anybody. Mm. That makes sense. What is your dad's name? Toby. Toby. Yeah. Actually, you know what's so funny? You, you, want, you want to know something funny? My dad's name uh, is Toby, but he goes by Vincent. Um, my uncle's name is joseph and my other uncle's name is paul and i came out as palumi it's like nuts everyone has um these super europe european names but the reason i was named palumi was because my dad more of like on the rebel side didn't want to you know assimilate to american culture so he was like i'm not going to give him an american name because my name was going to be like i'm like david or something david but, uh, <laughs> we hate to see it yeah. what is what is pollute does it mean something it means uh god is with me oh okay yeah it's a very religious name my whole my whole name is like some sort of like sentence uh but my last name ogun is um a yoruba god uh his name is like oh well ogunro my last name is ogunro but the yoruba god of iron and the god of wars named ogun mm. so it's just interesting stuff I it guess. is interesting yeah. my name is shayla and it was because my dad's friend fell off a horse it's well, like for them oh oh well, yeah, that's it. That's it. Literally it. I was like, oh, okay. Let yeah, no meaning. It was just because he's a French buffalo horse. Anyway. Uh, that's why I hate horses. <laughs> um, what are you currently listening to? What are the vibes? Um, I'm currently listening to, as far as like music goes, I've really been in, on my trip hop um, kick recently. Um, a lot of Mandalay, um, Ananda, Hitchcock, um, Shrift, Smoke City. Mm -hmm um estero um early black eyed peas i think is like really cool you're laughing but like the like the end all right it, that that was a hard album all right um, gonna, i guess i'll just have to take your word for it all right <laughs> and then uh some seal i think seal is really good you know seal used to have hair no i did not he used to have hair. like look it up it's actually kind of wild um but uh a little rap Good. mr mr Miss, what is it called mr kiss by a rose kiss by a rose is that is that a song that he's made isn't kiss by a rose seal it it probably is i think I, i've listened to like his first one album's like i forgot what it's called i think it's called like human bean or something he's like 
posted up like a like a gremlin but the other mm. one's just called um seal i think it's just like self-titled one oh that one's my favorite but um i like gunu uh rest in peace um very good artist as far as rap is concerned um lucky can can summers um all the new age underground hip-hop have you heard of yeet i know yay Yo, you know yay oh well shout out to yay um yay's you know goaded um i do not know yee is there another no, yeet 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 <laughs> nah you gotta play some yeet sometime oh um, i'm gonna put you that's on. my that's my sound bite right there is that's just back and we're going yeet <laughs> <laughs> No, he's hard. He's hard. Yeet's um really good. But now, what does he do? Is he uh like rap okay. poet? You know, um philanthropist, um inspiration. Mm -hmm. model, great like, dad, yeah, role great model, dad. citizen. You just keep going. <laughs> exactly. Um, Fire. do you have any plugs or any releases? Yes, I do. Uh, NASA Nude. Uh, my new collection is coming out or debuting, just showcasing um on the seventh of April. So that is. Thursday. Um, we'll be showcasing one look each day, so it's gonna go Thursday, one look, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, that collection's about the Nigerian Civil War, and it's a note, it's a sort of nod to the African woman uh, around that time and what she had to go through um, with Europeans and Nigerians alike. Um, I will be coming out with another sort of like mini collection probably around May or June. Um, that one's gonna be a little bit more futuristic, a little bit more sexy, a little bit um, oh. <laughs> more like club inspired. Um, definitely gonna tackle uh, some heavier themes um, in that. Uh, but you know, you can look on my Instagram for that. Uh, my Instagram is p t o g u n r o. Um, I also will have a website up by the end of like like by April tenth. I should have a web website up by the same. Uh, name so p t o g u n r o dot com so yeah that's everything okay and palumi what we'll just finish off with what are your goals and aspirations my goals and inspiration my goal is to get a job a j o b an occupation um like really, we talking any job <laughs> not any right. uh, okay but, um, I was gonna say food well, service is heavy yeah well you know what shout out to the food service uh that's that's another plug shout out to food service uh you know we need you the you know, they say the, the church is the body. Well, America is a body and, you know, food service is the backbone. Thank, Thank you, you guys for, for everything that. that you do. Um, but yeah, no, I just want a apparel job. Um, but right now I really want to like make clothes that make people feel something. I really want to make my biggest thing is like making a connection. Um, and I think that that's something that we miss a lot of the time. And I want to have conversations about things like I'd rather I don't know. I want to make clothes that make people think rather than like have a reaction you know like rather than like a knee-jerk oh this is cool i want people to ask themselves questions you know which you know i guess that's all you can ask yeah exactly yeah palumi it has been great i've loved having you as my last person yeah. for season one of hot sexy fly i will keep you all updated on the insta it's at shay and the jets and it's too long to spell you know what never mind s-h-a-y-a-n-d-t-a-g-j-e-t-s shay and the jets keep you updated about our season two you are listening to wag 103